Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Pick and Roll NBA podcast. In today's episode, we discuss all things All-Star Weekend, Damian Lillard's red-hot stretch, and which teams to look out for as the trade deadline approaches. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Pick and Roll NBA podcast. My name is Perry, and I am here today with Eric. Eric, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Eric's doing the Kobe isolation signal on the camera right now. (laughs) Get get Perry off the pod and let me just rant. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, there's been a lot of stuff going on this week with the NBA. I feel like it's... We're almost past the all the Kobe stuff going around the league. I don't think we'll ever be completely past it, but um, all the grieving is turning into just cool Kobe stories everywhere. Everybody's coming out of the woodworks with their own Kobe stories. Uh, but first thing we want to talk about today was the All-Star game. And with Kobe, they are going to wear – LeBron's team is going to wear number two for Gigi, and Giannis's team is going to wear 24, which I think is really cool uh, to honor Kobe. But along with that, we got all the reserves and, and all the all-stars now out. And, Eric, I guess, uh, who's, like, one guy that you were super excited made it and then one guy that you think was snubbed? Um, I'm a lot around a lot of jazz fans. So it's cool to see Rudy and Donovan make it. But the person I was most excited for was definitely Brandon Ingram. That's my guy, too. Um, it was, like, to see, like, the work he's put in has been awesome. People are beefing that he made it over Devin Booker, but he's a forward. Devin Booker's a guard. So if you really want Devin Booker in, then which guard are you going to take off? Mm-hmm. And I can see arguments for Russell Westbrook and for Chris Paul. But Russell's been playing pretty well the last couple weeks, and uh, he just has a lot more star power. And then Chris Paul is just playing at a very high level all the time on a better team than the Suns. So it's just like picking and choosing. It's, I mean, it's he probably should have made it, but there's just not enough spots. Yeah, definitely. I I think it's really hard to pick all stars because when you get to like the bottom of like the all-star list, there's a lot of guys that you can make a case for that made it and that didn't make it. And so I don't know if in the future, if they'll ever like put the 30, the top 30 guys, I think that'd be too much personally, but. I, I've heard some ideas of 13 because there's 13 active players each game, 13 on uh, Sunday. Yeah. That'd be pretty good. So that's Drop. just one more on each, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, no, I love that Brandon Ingram got uh, voted into the All-Star game. I've watched a lot of their games this year, and I felt like when Ingram was in L.A., he was, he's always been super smooth and a great finisher and driver, but his three-point shot was super inconsistent. And now this year, he's locked in from three, and uh, he's somebody you have to guard on all parts of the court now and he's just taking a a bigger role and it's been really cool to see him just get better oh for sure and uh, I mean there's no way he was taking that step if he stayed on the Lakers this year 
So, I mean, it's awesome to see that he moved forward. It's good to see that he's thriving in this new system, but there's no way that's happening if he stayed in L.A. So good for him. Glad, glad he's making the most of his opportunity. Yeah, and speaking of you being around a lot of Jazz fans, I'm just really glad that Gobert made it so that we don't have to hear him cry or Jazz fans cry <laughs> about Gobert getting snubbed another year. <laughs> so, no, he deserves it. He'll probably get back-to-back defense player of the year. Uh, he's He's been doing really well. So, I guess who's somebody that you felt – Got snowed. You brought up Devin Booker. Uh, I know people also thought Bradley Beal or Zach Levine. Who, I, 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 see, I, don't, I don't think Zach Levine deserves to be in the conversation. The only team that that's over 500 that doesn't have representation is the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I heard that too. So, so obviously it would be Ja. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you should reward winning – um, Bradley Beal has an argument, but I think it's pretty good where it's at on the West, on the Eastern Conference. Yeah, the the only guy I would say would be Bradley Beal. I think I I saw something that he's the only guy that's averaging over twenty eight a game. That he's like the second guy in the last like forty or fifty years averaging twenty eight a game that hasn't been an All Star. Yeah. So it's just. Obviously, it's because he's on the Wizards and they're terrible, but I don't know. He chose that, man. He chose that. Exactly. (laughs) At the end of the day, he chose to re-sign with the Wizards, so I can't really get mad about that. And he knew Uh, they weren't going to be good. Oh, yeah, and his, like, agent, like, came out with this huge statement, didn't his agent? Yeah, and his girlfriend. (laughs) <laughs> which is like whipping out his stats and everybody was thinking it's hilarious they're like man I need that kind of a girlfriend who knows my stats <laughs> I think Brooke could uh say my intramural stats <laughs> <laughs> I respect that <laughs> with the all-star game we've heard that there's going to be changes to the game this year not only the changes to the players numbers for Kobe but also some changes to how the game is actually being played Wait, Eric, like, how's that, how's that going to work? How's the outline for the game? Yeah, so they're doing three individual quarters where they keep track of their score separate from each quarter. And then the fourth quarter is cumulative of those three quarters, and you add 24 points untimed to fourth quarter. And it's just elimination style. First one to get to the 24 points um, wins. So, for example, if through three quarters LeBron's team had scored 90 points and Giannis's team had scored 100, the total would be 124, and whatever team got to that first in the fourth period wins. Yeah, and so, I mean, I think there's good elements to it. I always think change is pretty good, make it something fresh in the All-Star game. And uh, – if you've seen the basketball tournament, it's just like a tournament for a, the, the winning team wins a million dollars. And it's just like a bunch of uh, people who aren't in the NBA anymore, who were big college guys or something like that. They all get squads together and they do the elimination ending. And I, I think it's really good. I think it adds a different element to it. And you can just depend on lockdown D and you can get yourself back in the game by not just running out the clock. Yeah, and I know like the big three tournament does that too where they just have a set number that you have to get to. And 
I think it's pretty cool because you could go on a huge run and not have time lose the game for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think it's just cool that they mix it up, and uh, I think it will be fun to watch. And uh, who do you, who do you think's winning the game first of all, and second, who do you think is going to be the MVP? Um, I probably think Giannis's team's gonna win it. I don't know. I think Giannis is more about like getting the game, get like bringing the intensity to the game, and LeBron's definitely more about like having fun. And and uh, I mean, honestly, I don't know who's gonna win the MVP. I could see a guard winning it, like Trey Young or something, just hucking up like forty points. <laughs> well, with the way Lillard's playing right now, I could see him winning it too. Yeah, or Damian. That'd be that'd be awesome. I I'd get behind that for sure. And uh speaking of Dame, he's actually was just announced that he's gonna be in the three point contest, but also he's just been on a tear lately. It started in the Martin Luther King Day game where he scored sixty and uh we saw him spoil the Kobe reunion at Staples Center when he just went off against the Lakers and he's continued to do it. Uh, I think he's averaging like 48 over his last five or six games. And he's just, he's, he's honestly unguardable right now. Like there's nothing you can do because he can shoot from so far out, but he's also so good at getting to the rim because he can, you have to guard him that far out. He can go right past you. Uh, I've just, I've just loved seeing that. I've always loved Dame. I feel like everybody really likes Dame just because he never talks crap. He's always just, even in that game against the Lakers, like he was just going off, but like didn't say anything, just stone cold the whole game. Uh, it's been really cool to see him. Honestly, he keeps playing this way. Obviously, he's going to be in MVP talks. Uh, what's impressed you so far with with Dame's run? Yeah, I mean, he's like just taking it upon himself. He wants to get to the playoffs so bad. And uh, if he's playing like this, like I think they're going to take it. Um, yeah. especially as they get more and more healthy but man he's in some he's in a different kind of rhythm is what he said he's like I've never been in this kind of rhythm before <laughs> so yeah I mean after that like Lakers game on Friday I was a little upset I was like dang how come they they couldn't win this but if Dame's going off for 48 50 points like yeah there's nothing you can do about it especially when he's just coming off the screens and hitting everything and just letting it fly. So, I mean, I think it's awesome. I have nothing against Dame. Dame's awesome. I think he – if he gets to the eighth seed, I'd be a little scared that he could take one or two games just off of his pure skill. Yeah, exactly. He's somebody you wouldn't want to play against in the playoffs, especially when they get Nurkic back. I think you're right. I think the Trailblazers will end up being the eighth seed. I, I wished it would be the Pelicans, but – I still think they're too young. They need to figure out some more stuff. They turn the ball over way too much. Yeah, I mean, either way, it's going to be a good race. I think the last couple of weeks will be super interesting because I think they're all going to be pushing hard for it. Yeah. And you can't, you can't count out the Grizzlies right now. <laughs> they're awesome. Uh, speak, speaking of the Grizzlies, what do you think about uh, Dylan Brooks and Jaws' tweets? Oh, I was loving it. <laughs> In response to – Curry and Iguodala. So uh, I also heard some like false reporting how 
the situation Iggy's in right now is kind of uh, like it's mutual, like they both agreed upon it, but no, that's not how it went down. Iggy kind of was just like, I don't want to play here. They wanted him to come to training camp. He's like, nope, I'm not going to. And they're like, all right, fine. Like, we don't want you here if you're going to be, like, whiny about it. So I guess we'll just have you do your own thing. And But, I mean, I, I like that they have a chip on their shoulder, that Brooks and Ja are chirping back. They're not afraid of nothing. I think that's a really – that's super cool. And, that, I mean, if they, as long as they have that mentality, like, more power to them. Exactly. And what what's your thoughts on – on players sitting out like this just because they're not like we saw with Anthony Davis they just don't want to play for that team but yet for example Iguodala he hasn't shown up to one day of practice or games with the Grizzlies this year and they're still paying him what like 17 million yeah he's making 17 million this year (laughs) um to like just chill on the beach and work out (laughs) no um I think that it's first of all it's a problem with the NBA they should uh, make the players pay to get their money or play to get their money (laughs) just like how you would have to go to work to get your money (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and so just because he's throwing a little hissy fit um he doesn't want to to play but like at the same time I see where he's coming from he does he knows he only has a couple good runs left in him He's played a ton of games recently after this stretch with the Warriors. He's getting up there in minutes. He's suffered injuries. And so he knows that it's time, time's almost up and he wants to utilize it best and he doesn't want to play for a gritty eighth seed. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that to a point. But besides being the finals MVP, it's like, I don't know. He's He's not good enough for me to just let him – let that slide like Anthony Davis yeah do what you want you gave everything you had to New Orleans and you were terrible like the team was terrible when he was there so he can do what he wants but like I don't know I feel like Iguodala could have helped this team so much and that the young guys especially like Jaw, could have learned so much from him of kind of taking on that like Vince Carter role that he's doing for the Hawks right now so it's just disappointing, honestly, and I hope that he just gets traded to, to a team that he wants to get traded to just so that we don't have to hear about it anymore. Yeah, no, I think if he doesn't get traded, if there, if nothing comes about, um, I think we could just, like, see the Grizzlies just, uh, just eating the $17 million and making them sit. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, a little bit of resentment going on there. They're just like, well – Sucks for you now, and we're not going to let you play. Yeah, <laughs> uh, sucks for you that you're uh, making $17 million Yeah, for real. <laughs> All right, so uh, also just recently we just um, had all the participants for the All-Star Weekend, different, like the Skills Challenge and three-point contest and the Slam Dunk competition. All of those guys have come out uh, for who's going to participate. And so let's just go over who we think will win each one. And we'll start with the skills challenge. So you want to read off the list of guys uh, who will be in that? Yeah, we have Bama Adebayo, Patrick Beverly, Spencer Dinwiddie, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, Pascal Siakam, DeMontis Sabonis, and Derek Rose. All right. So 
if I'm not mistaken, last year Tatum won. And with with this, so you know the crowd's gonna be behind D Rose and Pet Bev. They're both from Chicago, especially D Rose, because Chicago just loves him so much. So I think that could play a factor. And I think you could bet on D Rose. But at the same time, the reason why Tatum won last year is because of the sh- the three point shot. I think that's like the most critical thing in the skills challenge is that is that three pointer. And so I don't know. This is this is kind of an underdog, but I'm gonna take Siakam. So you're telling me that you just said the three point shot is what's important, and then you took Pascal Siakam? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, no, really, I know that made no sense. But like, as I was saying it, I was looking at the names. I was like. Bro, Siakam can step out and hit that. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Um, My money's on Derrick Rose or Chris Middleton. Yeah, I was thinking of saying Middleton. No, just uh, – and, and also Tatum could repeat. No, screw Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, so for the three-point contest, uh, who do we have? We have Damian Lillard. Buddy Heald, Davis Bertans, Devontae Graham, Duncan Robinson, Trey Young, Zach Levine, and Joe Harris. Well, I would love to see Trey Young and Lillard go head to head in the final. I oh, think yeah, that, that would be sweet. I'm taking I'm taking either Damian because he's in such a rhythm right now. I, I can't believe I just called him Damian. I don't deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> D-Lil, or um, Bertans. Ooh, Bertans. Just a little underdog, you know. Okay, the the new Joe Harris. <laughs> Joe Harris isn't even Joe Harris anymore. It's Bertans. <laughs> uh, and didn't they make a little wrinkle in the three-point contest as well? Um, I, I'm not sure. Did they? I, I think in between the uh, – it's in between two of the racks. There's one – you shoot one shot, and it's worth three points because it's, like, deep. It's, like, a deep shot. Oh, that's kind of cool. Did they, yeah. add, did they add a few more seconds or same, same time clip? I'm not sure if they have more seconds, but, yeah, I know that there's just two spots where it's, like, a deep three. So that's why – and especially if it's worth three points, like, I think that could give Dame and Trey Young the upper hand. Yeah, oh yeah. Dame Dame's so wet from deep. I think like I heard a stat that from thirty five to forty feet, he's like sixty five to seventy oh percent. <laughs> and it's just some something absurd and I'm like, wow, okay. Like he only takes those shots when he's hitting and he hits those. <laughs> yeah, he's just on another level right now. Uh so yeah, so I definitely take I think we both think Lillard was probably the front runner right now. It's really anyone's game. You never know. Like, they'll have Clay Thompson and Steph Curry in there one year. Neither of them win. Like, Devin Booker wins. Last year, Joe Harris wins. So, just whoever's hitting that day, just, like, coming out and shooting pretty cold. I mean, they warm up and stuff. But, yeah, it's anyone's game. All right. So, and for the main event on Sun, or on Saturday night, we have the dunk contest. And we have Aaron Gordon back, uh, who had the sweet 
battle with Zach Levine a couple years ago. And then we have Derek Jones Jr., who's just a freak and just flies. And the dark horse, Pat Connington. And then we have uh, Dwight making a comeback this year. So that would be pretty fun. I'm putting my money on Derek Rose or Derek Jones Jr. Yeah. He, that man can that man can fly. He's never participated before, has he? No, maybe once. I think um, he's one. But I don't like Dwight Howard's is gonna be super theatrical. Like he's just gonna like try to put on a show. They won't be the coolest dunks ever, but you know he's gonna bring out like another hoop or a bunch of like famous people. Dunk over Nate Robinson. <laughs> yeah, he'll bring out some like famous people and it'll get the crowd hyped, but on I think I Derek Jones will just fly and he'll do something crazy. I hope somebody just throws him like Derek Jones a lob and then they put like Aaron Baines under the hoop. <laughs> he just like dunks on him. Hey, that would be so fitting to have that happen. <laughs> Especially with Baines. He always gets dunked on. Aaron Baines is the the king of getting dunked on. <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully it's hopefully it's a good uh, All Star weekend, and especially Saturday night, because uh, I feel like the dunk contest, especially, is hit and miss sometimes. Yeah. I mean, like you said, they'll always have all the stars there, and that's always fun to see. Like, like was it last year when J Cole almost dunked? <laughs> After his little <laughs> performance, he went up for a slam, and that was that was sick. Oh, no, 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 that was – he came out for Victor Oladipo or something. Yeah, and he, he like, almost – he almost ducked it. Like, yeah, he, 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 he back-rimmed it or something. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, so, the last thing we kind of want to go over tonight is with the trade deadline in about 48 hours. Uh, it's, it's not the most active trade deadline we've seen, especially in recent seasons. But we did – have woes drop a bomb during the Super Bowl. Obviously, he didn't care about that game. Uh, about the Rockets really shopping Clint Capella, and when you think about it, uh, I watched I watched their game on Sunday after the Super Bowl. I re it was on a replay, and I watched it. And Clint Capella was out. They were playing the um, who were they playing on Sunday? They played the, oh, Pelicans. the Pelicans. Yeah, that's right. They were playing the Pelicans, and PJ Tucker was their center, and they were playing small ball. And I don't know. It it just felt like it was it was good for them. I I don't feel like they have they feel like they have much need for Capella when it comes to the playoffs, um, because we've seen that a lot of centers who are on cheap contracts are producing just as well as Capella and so they're thinking maybe that they could get a good wing for Capella's money and then get a cheap center um so do you think do you think that's a good move by the Rockets to kind of shop Capella maybe for somebody like uh Covington from the Timberwolves or um maybe even somebody like Marcus Morris from the the Knicks yeah, no, I think um, Daryl Morey's always going to make a trade. He uh, he understands that if he can get, like, 80% of what Clint Capella does on the floor, like, it'll be worth it if they can get some wing, wing defense. And uh, if they could buy into that, I mean, I, th- I think it's a good move. The only problem is, like, 
you're going to go up against your true centers, your Rudy Gobert's, your Dwight and JaVale, your Nikola Jokic's, and uh, Anthony Davis, too. Anthony Davis, do you trust your cheap center to, to get that over, to get that job done in a seven-game series? No, but do you trust Clint Capella, too, either? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, no, that, that's why they're in a hard spot, because it's like, yeah, obviously he would do better defensively, but, like, I remember last year when there were some points in the playoffs for the Rockets that they couldn't even play Capella because he was just such a liability on the offensive end and with free throws. And especially, like, when I heard in podcasts, like, the Rockets this year aren't doing as many screens on ball with Capella anyways. So it's like that's what he was best at. So, yeah, I don't know. Just find someone else who can stand in the dunker spot and catch lobs and oops. (laughs) Yeah. So this this is what I was thinking. If you if you were the Celtics, would you take this just straight across Hayward for Capella? If I'm the Celtics, heck no. Really? Yeah, Daniel Tice is five million dollars. He's playing well. I don't think it's I don't think I'd do it. Yeah, I I don't know. If if Ty if they just had Cantor, then I would probably do it, but yeah, Tyson's been playing well. Um, what was the trade? Speaking of of uh, Clint Capella and other trades, obviously D'Angelo Russell has been a name that's been thrown around a lot this season. Uh, wasn't what was the report that we saw of the trade that Minnesota was trying to make with Velo? Yeah, I mean they're they've they've been trying all sorts of stuff. I yeah. Thought- I think I just saw like a three or four way team trade. <laughs> yeah. And it's, so it would send uh, like Wiggins maybe to, to the to the Rockets. I think is what one potential one was like and then one was Robert Covington sending them to the Rockets and getting Golden State gets picks and uh, something else and then the Timberwolves end up getting D'Lo. Yeah, because obviously the Timberwolves have been after him all season. But what do you think of kind of Golden State and D'Angelo going forward, especially next year with Curry and Thompson back? What do you think? Unless you're getting something absurd for D'Angelo, I say you just wait till the summer. Yeah. See how Stefan D'Lo works out. And if it happens to be amazing, like keep it. But like you shouldn't be in any rush. Like you're you're not playing very well anyway. Um, I I don't think they're it's like the right time frame for the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. It's it's just scary that you know the to think that the Warriors could again be the best team in the league next year. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's just annoying. <laughs> we just have to enjoy this year. Uh so the last the last uh thing I want to talk about is do you think the Lakers do anything before the trade deadline? Obviously we've heard a lot of people complaining about Kuzma and his production this season as well as Rondo and that uh, he's playing way too many minutes for his production. Do you think this is the team that the Lakers go into the playoffs with or are we going to see some new faces so uh, 
they definitely need to upgrade at the point guard or ball creator spot, the backup ball creator spot. So whether that be Darren Collison or trade Kuzma for like a Derrick Rose or for whoever else is on the market, I think that's number one priority. If you know you can get Darren Collison for free, that's awesome. Reports are saying that he's not going to choose until after the All-Star break what team he wants to go to and if he's going to. So, I I mean, you you kind of need a, a certain kind of a commitment from him or else, like, it's a fatal flaw for the Lakers to – whenever LeBron's out of the game, their offense just just plummets and it's so bad. <laughs> yeah. So, it's partially because of Rondo. It's part – it's just a big part of personnel. They just don't have anybody who can dribble and handle the ball very well. And so, I think that's what's most important. I think they'll people, the media will always attach the Lakers to news to make your picks seem like they have more value or their your trade assets seem like they have more value. And so, uh, you know, uh, you can uh, agree, or you can think that Kuzma is like being talked about, but I don't think after what happened with the the tragedy of Kobe that they're gonna be doing too much moving around, especially with the way like everybody's fighting for each other and um, just lobbying for each other right now during this hard time. Yeah. I I don't see them making a trade to, uh, before the deadline. And even though I wish they would for Rondo, I know, I don't think they will. But uh, the last, the last guy that a lot of teams I know have had their eyes on, especially like the heat and uh the Nuggets has been Drew Holiday. And obviously you would have to offer a pretty significant package for Drew Holiday. Uh, Do you think that the Pelicans will be willing to deal him or or not at this point? That's a very tough question. I mean, it depends on what you get back. I think the Nuggets have more value, valuable assets. Like if you got Michael Porter Jr., you do that in a heartbeat. If you especially get, especially with the Pelicans' young core, you get like Gary Harris or Malik Beasley or Wancho Hernan Gomez or some of those guys like that are more on the timeline of Lonzo and Zion and Brandon Ingram. But I mean, the Heat like. They have expiring contracts, but that's, like, not really helpful right now. <laughs> what about Kendrick Nunn or Tyler Hero? Yeah, if, if they throw him in, I mean, I could see myself getting excited about it, but I just think Drew Holiday is so much better than those guys. Yeah, I, I guess that's where for – the, for the Heat, it would have to determine on if they were going to put everything in now when Jimmy Butler's in his prime or if they want to look towards the future. Because if if they want everything now, you you offer hero and none. But if if you want to look to the, towards the future, that's the future of your franchise. You don't want to get rid of those guys. Yeah, I mean, and the Raptors, the Raptors and the Heat, they both have like such a good uh, player development system that they're not really too worried about like finding people. They they know that they'll get them. They they have their great staff that are that's so good at that. And so, I mean, I, I'd personally I'd put all the chips in and get Drew Holiday if I could. This is, like, now the times to do it. Pull him, pull him aside and grab Kawhi, grab Marcus Gasol when you can. 
seriously that's yeah yeah i i think this trade deadline won't be as interesting as past trade deadlines but i i also think we'll see um some teams that are kind of on the brink of being like the nuggets like the heat in their respective conferences that could put up a fight against the top seeds um could make a move for a player that could really uh help them in the playoffs yeah a little bit of breaking news in the baseball world you want to hear it yeah <laughs> the dodgers just traded for mookie Betts from the red sox are you serious pretty crazy yeah i'm a big i'm a big dodgers fan so welcome to the to the club mookie <laughs> oh my God. There world, you have it. world series mvp or no 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 he, yeah he was world series mvp but I can't watch – I just can't watch baseball. It's it's too long for me. I can't do it. All, the only baseball I watch is two times a year when I go to Mariners games. It's all about the – I mean, I understand that. It's all about the, the end of the season and playoffs. That's what it's about. It's super fun. All right. Well, yeah, we're just so excited for All-Star Weekend to come up and for the trade deadline, and we know that – it's going to be a lot of great news and uh, developments in the league in this next week. And so we're excited to get on to the second half of the season and see these teams on the bubble really make their case for the playoffs. That's all we have today, and we will see you guys next yeah. week. <laughs>